When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right, 103. Back on the fan. It's BT and Sal. Brandon Tierney, Sal Lacan Show. Dice Man just texted us. He's in his Uber. He's going to be here in a couple of minutes. The Dice Man. Running late. Got news for Dice. You'll be interrupted a little bit more this time, buddy. Oh, we think. I mean, no, no, we know. Go. No, no. Yeah, is he going to be made fun of as, as much this time? No. Oh, what, with the, yeah, your yeah, face drop in the, line? Yeah. Nah. Jeez, I don't even want to bring that up. Do you think uh, he forgot? Do you think he even, like, nah, I don't even think that, right that resonated. It. He doesn't care. He I don't right think he cares. It. I'm looking forward to his show, though. February 15th at uh, Carnegie Hall. Yes. It's going to be a big deal. Yeah, it is. Hopefully we could uh, both attend that. Obviously, though, BT, topic of the day. We started with Brock Purdy. We'll get it more into the football tomorrow. And it stinks that we had to postpone Game 5 of the Baseball Card ah, World Series. Brutal. Don't worry. It will happen. Hopefully tomorrow we can do Game 5. Um, by the way, are you dressing up tomorrow? What, what is the deal with that? Are we doing this? Costume's not here yet. I've got the makeup for Gold Dust. So if the costume comes today, then we're it's a not. go? Oh, it's not it's coming not. today. It's not from Amazon. That's the problem. So is it oh, Monday, do you think, is I safe hope. or no? Okay. So we're waiting. I think I got the... I got. Why did you get it from Amazon? They had a, a gold body. What'd you get? Uh, I don't know. Did you get a gold bodysuit? It better be yes. a, a wrestling like onesie. Based, what did you get? Yeah, I got a freaking <laughs> wrestling suit. I don't want to wear this. You I got a clown. singlet. I got clown makeup. Resinglet. Yeah. No, you don't have a singlet, do you? I do, but I yes, but like with a shirt kind of underneath it. Got the it. color coordinated what it would have been. He had a color and a, shirt a jacket, under it. like yeah. he wore a clown jacket over it. I got the, and the, the scarf green too. Wig. I mean, yeah, geez, how much of the body no, covered I, up look here? At, a jacket, look at, look uh, at the singlet with a shirt under look, it. Look at what Doink is. You had a simple one. I'm pretty sure because I was thinking you were gonna be you were gonna choose Doink, and I was looking at Amazon and there was like a gold, you know, like body. It was expensive. Suit. I wasn't wasting money on that. How honestly, much was it? it was like ninety dollars, dude, for 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 me to wear for three hours. You I spend? can promise you, I'm never getting dressed up as gold dust again. Would you? This is one and out, man. <laughs> but you could also return it to Amazon. What'd you end up spending? I want to know what you got. This better not be some Fugazi costume here. Let me ask you a question. And I come in full gear like a clown, <laughs> looking like Doink, and uh, you're in some. It better be at least a onesie. Okay. Well, he didn't wear a onesie. He, yes, he did. No, it wasn't quite a, like a onesie. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's. Is it a singlet or a it's onesie? It's not a singlet. He didn't wear a singlet. He didn't wear an Andre the Giant singlet. He right. wore like a, a onesie, for lack of a better description. Okay. But let's face it, with gold dust and even with doink, don't you really think it's more about the face? Yeah, don't you? I, I, I guess. I mean, dude, I'm going to have black stripes with gold, black lipstick, and black eyes. Uh, don't worry. Yeah. I look crazy right. enough. Anyway, so maybe next I week. Promise. All right. Once the costumes come in, we will hold up our <laughs> end of the bargain there. Yes, we will. 877-337-6666. As we wait the dice man right now, we get back to you. Nick's with a big move. Maybe not the, the massive power flex that many of you maybe thought or hoped for, but no doubt Nick's got better. Julian in Mattawa. What's going on, Julian? How are you? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? We're okay. What's, What's up, going Julian? On? All right. 
uh, one thing I'm a little bit uh, confused about with this analysis on Alec Burke is that when he was last playing on the Knicks, he was uh, backup point guard to Alfred Payton. Now he's going to be backup point guard to a guy who's going to probably be still playing 35 to 38 minutes. So I think that needs to be considered as well. Why? What does that have to do with anything? Meaning he'll be exposed less, or I, I'm yeah, not I'm sure con- your point. First of all, I'm confused at what your point is, and second of all, what does it have to do with anything? Well, I mean, he's not going to be the main shock fader, whereas, you know, when he was last on the Knicks, he probably was, you know, more responsible for creating more offense. Correct. He's going to be asked to do less this time. But as a backup yeah, exactly. point guard, I never liked him as a back- It's fine. It's a fine move. There were better moves to be made. And as we said before, BT, I didn't like him as a backup point guard. I think that there were inconsistencies about his game or... Uh, what was the word I used before? Now I'm forgetting the freaking uh, word. It's <laughs> no big deal. Erratic. I think he's uh, yes, erratic. The erratic nature yeah, of his it, game. It just, to me, a little bit erratic. Again, he's a nice player. I think he upgrades the yeah. bench. He's an upgrade over Quentin Grimes. Uh-huh. But I just don't, I never loved, there was a moment where he was the guy, which was fun, but really on a good team, Alec Burks could be a, a bench player at best, which on a good team, he's going to be a bench player now. I still don't think he was the best backup point guard option. Yeah, I mean, he's a useful piece. I mean, here's the thing. I The way I look at it, if it was just Alec Burks and nothing else, I'd be sitting here saying, okay, yeah, they got a little bit better. He, he can shoot. He's a, he's a Thibs guy. He fits in with the culture, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to command a ton of minutes, so the chemistry won't be an issue. He'll fit in. Yeah, I would have been fine with it. But it's Bogdanovich as well. Like, this guy is a marksman, bro. Right. And They're better. Know, that's, that's, that's it. Novak's name came up in one of the callers like yeah. last hour. And Novak, for that 54, remember he used to do the double yeah, check belt? Yeah. The belt thing. I Steve never Novak, liked him. Steve Novak was good. Yeah, no, he wasn't good. He was a good shooter. Oh, God. No, no, he wasn't a good... Come on. He was not a good basketball player. He was a good shooter. He was good at the job he was asked to do. Right, okay. Well, which Bogdanovich, makes him, to me, a good basketball player. I hope player. he's better than Novak. Steve Novak wouldn't see the floor on a Tom Thibodeau team. <laughs> Come on, you know that. You are just... Uh, well, no, am I wrong? Man. He was a shooter. He can't play basketball. Novak was a good shooter. He was an outstanding fit for that team. Come on, dude. Come on. What? Novak was not a good player. He was a good shooter. And he wasn't even... What do you think he shot from three that year? I'm just, I just want to ask you. I, I mean, I, it's just, I mean... It better be over 50. Well, nobody shoots over yeah. 50 okay, well, for, from, well, from downtown. Well, okay. Nobody. If you can't dribble... And mm-hmm. you can't. It's also six eleven, dude. Yeah, yeah. You not can't a dribble. Shooter. You can't dribble. You can't defend. Can't put the ball on the floor to score. All you oh, can do gosh. is shoot. If you're not shooting fifty percent, what good are you? I don't know if we watch the same teams. I'm starting to doubt that. When we the deep we get into this Knicks what, stuff what between the Burks and the no, I, I haven't seen it yet. Hold on. I know it was awesome. All right. So yeah, dude. Oh, almost fifty percent. There you go. Okay, forty-seven percent. Right. So good. Which so. led the league. Right. So I said. I so. never said. I said he was a good shooter. What part did you understand? <laughs> You're a. Uh, I said he was a good Jesus. shooter. He's that, not a good shooter. He's a great shooter. Okay, he's a great That's shooter. All I'm How That's many it. years did he play in the league? You have his numbers up there. Uh yeah. I remember doing his games when he was at Marquette. I remember actually against St. John's. That's how long. Uh, his first year was 06, yeah. and he hung it up in 2016, 2017. So he bounced around two with the Knicks, two with the Clippers, two with the Rockets at six, mm-hmm. then seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Played 14 years, dude. Right. He's not Kyle Corver. I mean, that's the point. I'm not saying he's Kyle Corver. Right. He was a poor man's good. Th- he was a good three point shooter. That was he, it. To me, he was a poor man's uh, almost more like almost like a poor man's Brooke Lopez because he was tall. Corver was smaller. Steve Novak was 6'10 and a half, 6'11. Now, Brooke is better, but, you but see, much better but you see and, my, and stronger. Right. 
I see your point. Yeah, I'm kind of literally all you. he could do was shoot the basketball. I know, but he yeah, not, but, which is fine. Yeah. But he couldn't do anything else. So you better be shooting your fifty percent to be useful. Mm-hmm. Which is what he did. Mm-hmm. Steve Novak. I mean, my God. Well, I mean, mean, listen, Steve Novak for that team was was pretty important. He's yeah. pretty fun. Good chemistry guy as well. Uh, John Staten Island. What's going on, John? How are you? What's up, gentlemen? How hey, are you today? Hey, what's, what's up, going John? On, dude? Nothing much. Uh, love to yourself for whatever your family's going through. Man. Thank you. Appreciate um, that. I have, you're very welcome. I have two points. Number one is a dice man point because I work as a professional actor. I have for the last 10 years and he is very into acting. Have you guys ever seen the movie Casual Sex? Yes. With Leah Thompson? Yep. I have not. Have that you ever had is Casual probably, Sex? Probably. You should ask I him have. about that because <laughs> you should ask him about that because that is basically where Dice was then yeah. to now, and it happened when he was at the height of his fame, which I think is really interesting, and he's doing great work on Grey's End, and I know all those guys, mm-hmm. but I just think he's very into acting. I would love to hear his opinion on that film. I actually do want to I do want to get into acting with him, assuming we have the time he's running a little bit late, but we didn't even bring that up last time. But, I mean, I would argue he's even a better actor than he was comic, which is he's, crazy. He's a good actor. He is a great well, that's what actor. That is what he always wanted to do. Yep. But the movie Casual Sex, like Ford Fairlane, he had to be the guy. Yeah, correct. In Casual correct. Sex, he was the love interest, but in the beginning, he is dice. And then at the end, he's like a family man. I, I remember. I remember. If you look at the history of the whole thing, it's kind of ironic, and I would love to hear his thoughts on that film. As far as the Knicks, I think we all know what has to happen before the trade deadline at 3 o'clock. I think we all know they have to trade Julius Randle because Jalen Brunson cannot be the leader and the captain of the team Uh-oh. if Julius Randle is blocking him. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's go, Knicks! Well done, <laughs> Jonathan! Yeah, now, if that well were the done. case, then maybe we would say yes. But it's not the case with the Knicks. It is the case with the Mets. That's funny. That's yeah. how you listen to the show. Good job, John. We appreciate the call, John. No doubt. No Don't doubt. need to revisit that from yesterday. There'll be plenty of time in the offseason here, or as we lead up to the season. Next week, dude, they're going to be out there. Stearns, though, did mention yesterday, I don't know if he was on some podcast or whatever, did talk about Pete Alonso basically saying they want him back, which is all that we've I been saying. That. I did say Yeah, that. okay, well, they're going to let it play yeah. out. And then offer a contract yeah. you want him. Well, I mean, I think that, you know. I know, he, I, I'm, I'm being somewhat right. facetious, but Point he is, can say whatever he wants. Will he, He'll and, either be here in two years or he won't be. And, and that whether he is or isn't still will be proved if it's the right or wrong move. Just because the Mets want to bring him back because they're afraid of the blowback from the fans mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's the right move for the team. I agree. And that, you know, that's where you wonder. And, you know, I remember saying, now it hasn't happened yet, and I give the Mets credit here, but I remember saying, like, because you were so all in on Yamamoto, I'm like, man, if they don't get Yamamoto, it's the Dice, man. Oh! Yeah, oh, Dice! Oh. It's, oh. It's, sorry that he's late. Sit down, Wait brother. Come oh. on in, Dice. Andrew Dice Clay, everybody. The Dice man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm just trying. What... What don't you understand about? I'm Uh-oh. sorry. I'm sorry. What's uh? Oh, you screwed up his coffee. What happened, Dice? What do you do? How much coffee do you drink? What are you, the coffee police? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I, to me, this is like 9 a.m. You know, oh, okay. 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 Late, late so, night, huh? So I'm trying to rush. Well, how much coffee? Do you? I said I just had a cup. But how much do you? I don't know, two pots a day? What do you care? Just fill the thing up. Let's <laughs> oh, go. Dude, you, need, you need a pickup? He'll get you 
cocaine. Whatever you need to get Before we even get into it, a caller just called us and said they wanted us to ask you about casual sex and how it kind of mirrored. Yeah, you know, in the it's beginning you were dice. I did all through the eighties. The movie. No, what about it? What? Who is this guy? Well, the guy just called us. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Is he? Is he a friend? Is he another? He's friend a friend of, of the mine? show. Let me tell you something. Let me, <laughs> let me just. I love you guys, and thanks. I'm. I'm glad I'm back. Carnegie Hall, coming. February fifteenth, around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because of you guys, we saw. You know, it's like. I don't even know what's left ticket-wise, but I don't even care because I got to keep myself occupied yep. till I go there, right? <laughs> so, All right. Oh, man. Oh, man. What happened? You're right. You look like yeah. you had a rough trip in. Are you okay? No. The what's trip, going on? So, you know, people DM me, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll get to... That's what I mean with casual the casual sex, sex we, we guy. Got you, we like, got you. he's my buddy, too, this guy. <laughs> um, so, I get a DM, you know... A long time, my friend. It's been a long time. You know, see, they fool you to make you believe. And I'm reading it. He goes, I hear you're at Carnegie Hall. You know, uh, haven't seen you since high school. You know, maybe you could see your way clear to getting me in there. I'd like to say hello to you, Ira. You know. Well, James going, Madison, Ira, buddy. Ira, who, who's Ira? And, and we're talking about what? Uh... Fifty like two years ago, <laughs> high school, <laughs> yeah, I and I don't lost, even buddy. know this yeah. this dumb fugazi. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and I'm going. <laughs> why, why would Ira, Ira, D A H? See how I know radio? Yes. What I could say and can't say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would he think? Oh yeah. Well, Ira wants to be there and hang out with me. Like I don't have enough to do. In, in this place that's incredible, okay? That's that, you know, DM. Right now, like this caller, and, same thing. You, and, you just get it all, all different ways Oh, uh, please. What, what about the caller? What, oh, he, what does he, he want? Wanted, he wanted to bring up the movie Casual Sex. What does he want to know? Question. What does he well, want to know? About the acting, and it, I guess he liked the. Maybe he didn't even have a question, but I'm going to ask you. Comedian, obviously, top of the world, Madison Square Garden, all that stuff, but you're also a great actor i could even well, argue that a better actor than comic and he was going back to that movie casual sex but you've done some great things as an actor well i do have a good story with casual sex so i can't get that mad at this guy right you know what i mean he's i guess he's a nice guy maybe i'll have him at the show <laughs> instead of ira we could hang out and really discuss it but what happened with casual sex it is kind of funny um so we shoot the whole movie if you understand me now. Yeah. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. I got you. I got you. And then they do test audiences. Okay. Okay. So I'm there, and Ivan Reitman, the producer, and the head of Universal, and Ivan's wife's uh, name is Jean Viev, and she directed, little French lady. She was amazing. And um, so after the screening... You know, they, you know, people write down what they like, what they, you know, my part was not that big in, in casual sex. So here comes uh, Ivan. Maybe he's Ira's uncle. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Ivan comes over. He goes, can, can you just hang out a few minutes, please? You know, and I go, yeah, you know. 
And uh, so now he calls me up. He's like in a huddle with his wife and, and the, I just forgot the name of the guy that ran Universal Pictures at All that good. time. So uh, he calls me over and he goes, listen, would you come back Christmas time? Because I was getting ready to go to New York and see my family. I go, what's going on? He goes, we're going to rewrite the last 20 minutes of the movie. We want to make you the star of the film because the Vin Man is who the audience wants to see wind up with Leah Thompson. Not the the way the script... Uh, originally, you know the guy... Uh, I don't know. Do you know the yeah, movie? Yeah, we called... So the guy did you say that, it? Did I you did not, like, yeah. no. The guy that freeloads and comes with his garbage bags to live with her and she can't get rid of it. She's like making the same mistake again. But what was great about that guy, you know, he went on. He went on. He had a... He, I don't know what he's doing now, but he did like murder movies, like where he'd kill people. <laughs> But yet he'd come over, see, everybody on the set, I had a great time with everybody, and everybody loved, the Vin Man is really an offshoot of Dice. Right, you know that's what, what I mean? the caller sure. was saying. Yeah, yeah. so, so uh, and I did two movies as Dice. I did Making the Grade with Judd Nelson, okay, who was Brat Pack, you know, uh, playing the Dice Man. I did, uh, and then For John Hughes, no, oh, who, did, okay. who did Pretty in Pink, also, let me use the name The Dice Man, but in Pretty in Pink, you know, when they go, it's The Vin Man, I go, who do you think you're going to fool? You know what I mean? Right. It's Dice. So, but anyway, so they go, we want to make you the star of the movie, and here come this guy, and he'd always come over to my trailer because he was insecure, no matter what, even though he's the guy that winds up with Leah Thompson, that she's in love with this guy, he could sing, whatever. And he'd call himself, he goes, do you understand why I, I'm going to be this gigantic star? It's all egos in Hollywood. And I'm sitting there with my then girlfriend, you know, in my little bunk trailer, you know. And he goes, I have the mug, you know. And in the meantime, I go, his eyes are set back about four feet. <laughs> <laughs> guy, guy looks like a murderer to me, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's what he wound up yeah, yeah. doing, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like serial killer parts. Oh, yeah, there's the call. Oh, thank Guys, do me, do me a favor. Do, I, I, but, finish this, but finish it, because we got a break, because you're a couple oh, of okay. late. We got to win. And then, so, we'll and then we, so we launch anyway, what we got to do. The story is they rewrite. I come back. They film all these scenes where now the Vin Man sees inside himself and he becomes like a real human being. He starts reading. He starts cooking. He starts writing to Leah Thompson. This was all new scenes. And all of a sudden, I show up on a New Year's Eve, you know, very vulnerable. And she just falls in love. And they wind up married at the end, you know. And what's funny is the kid, one of the kids that played my kid at the very end, you know, wound up in the Dice Man Cometh playing me as a little kid. Ah, you know, full which circle. I didn't even put together for years. Full circle. Look at this. Okay, guy. so I uh, hope, all right. So I hope, we we got yes. stuff for you. We got we're going to talk about Carnegie Hall. I got to throw a couple of things by Dice. Have some coffee. We we'll get a quick break. BT and Sal got you till two. The Dice Man in got studio. Got you till two. We yes. got you till two. Yeah. All right. We nice. got you till two. Just yeah, take a little coffee. I, I don't know. Well, just, just stop geez. paying me here because I'm not looking. You called us. You said we're going to talk about the Eddie Murphy thing. We're going to get. Yeah, we're gonna get it all. 
do me. We're going to a break right now. Listen to me here, people. So, you know, go use your bathroom. <laughs> oh, sure. There we go. There you go. BT and Sal with Dice on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Play fake. Jones rolls left, throws left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. All right, time for the Big T and Sal Call of the Day, brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. And call and of course, day, the call of the day is uh, Buddy Dice. All right, so uh, Dice is yeah. going to be at Carnegie Hall. we got a million things we want to do. I, I have to get this out of the way. We haven't asked you this yet. So you were here for an hour, two weeks ago. We got you today for at least a half an hour. I know you're not a big sports fan, like monstrous, so we're not going to hit you with sports stuff. But I am curious. How, we grew up in the same neighborhood. You're uh-huh. older, but same streets, basically. Okay. How were you not a sports guy growing up in Brooklyn? You know what? I was By the time I, I came back to Brooklyn... You know, uh, number one, I just wasn't good at sports, and that's sort of what turned me to entertainment. Okay. You know, because I'd be the guy not picked for the team, even though I look like I could play. Right. If a guy hit a softball to me and my gloves right here, I'd miss the ball by an inch. <laughs> so I was the guy they go, ah, you're the odd man out. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm in front of a TV. I'm making it short for you. There's Ringo. <laughs> I'm making it. Yeah, no, there's Ringo Starr. There's Jerry Lewis yeah. and the Nutty Professor. There's Elvis Presley that I snuck out the night. I love when people talk about his comeback special in '68 because I'm the guy that crawled out of my room at 12 years old to watch that special while my parents were downstairs. We had a two-family house in Staten Island. Yep. Downstairs in my aunt's apartment, I was supposed to be in bed because of school. And I watched this guy. And the next day, my mother bought me a leather in JCPenney that was way too big. It was vinyl, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she bought it, you know. And I'd be on the couch doing Elvis. I'd be on the couch doing Kirk Douglas and Jerry Lewis and whatever impressions I could do back then, like Louis Armstrong and, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know Humphrey Bogart. So not being good, it was almost like I wasn't meant to be good at sports, because if I was, yeah, I'd be at the sports bar too. Go, uh, go Chiefs! <laughs> no, no, go, go Jets! You know? Maybe go Chiefs. Yeah, no, go whoever you know, yeah, I, I don't do. care. Yeah. Who, who you watch? It? We who, watch the Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I sleep to it. It's the, that really? like baseball, background noise. That and baseball is like white noise to me. You know, I love it. I love having a tuna sandwich. I'll conk a little pickle out. action, maybe a little pickle on the side. We yeah. want the pickle in or no? No, I don't believe in pickles. What? Why? Why'd you even? You know, I hate pickles. I honestly didn't. I swear to God. I swear I, to God. I, I don't understand. I love pickles with tuna fish. Why? I don't understand how anybody could even think of putting a pickle in their mouth. Forget about <laughs> that they made a game with the name. Another bunch of morons. <laughs> I hate the sight of a pickle. You understand? I think pickles should be banned from the world. <laughs> Why, it's not because they look like slugs. Why? It's Why? not real. I don't what? eat pickles. I never tasted mustard. I don't believe in sauerkraut. None of that. You don't like no, a hot dog no with sauerkraut. I love when a girl goes. You know, I I don't need a lot. I just eat salad. Yeah, 
Yeah, with a whole bottle of ranch dressing, you fat cow what you are. With a whole bottle of it. Yeah, here's your your lettuce and radish. You don't even take... I eat salad. Let me tell you how I do it. Right out of the bag with my hand. <laughs> like a rabbit, dude. You, you understand? Doing, and I taste it because, you know, even my girlfriend will go, there's like no taste to it. I go, no, you don't taste it and the world doesn't taste it because since you're a kid, you're so used to putting garbage on it. Mm. And that's what you're tasting. I taste the vegetables. <laughs> you understand? Are you a healthy eater now? I don't know if you'd call it healthy. I know you work out a lot. You know, I, I eat a ton of chicken. I believe in chicken. I love when people go, did you ever see the chicken movie? Yeah. They killed them so I could eat them. <laughs> you know, that's it. I love chicken. Yeah. Seafood uh, or no? I love turkey. A little seafood? Randazzos. I, I believe. No, I don't eat that kind. Uh, I like randazzos. I just love Brooklyn, yeah, so I love randazzos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I love, like, a salmon, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes I'll get into a bass. <laughs> l- l- little tuna. You know what I mean? A little tuna. <laughs> Normally, no, like, I don't eat, like, uh, what's that thing? The thing everybody eats. Octopus? Oh, sushi. Sushi. Oh, sushi. oh yeah. Oh, sushi. Sushi's yeah. Also. Never going to see it happen. Really? Yeah. But it's got salad wrapped around it. If you no, get the right no, one, no, then you're going to eat salad No, I think it's killing things. people. What? It's, it's raw fish. So what? No, no. Cook right. the fish. Anything I eat is going to be cooked. You know what I mean? I'm uh-huh. not going to take a shot and they go, oh, this sushi plate, this is the best. You eat it. <laughs> one one <laughs> question. Do they have chicken with white rice? Yeah, yeah. That's all I want. I teriyaki sauce. BT and Sal in studio what? with Andrew Dice Clay again. Carnegie Hall, February 15th. <laughs> he goes, what I, do we I did have about? one question that I want to ask you last time. I'm going to do it now. You seem to be respected or loved by not only your peers in comedy, but actors, you know, the, the dude who put you in Entourage, whatever, Bill Burr, like, there there seems to be this massive Dice fandom from people within the entertainment industry, more so than other comics or actors. Why do you think well, that is? You know, you know who loves me as far as comics? The new generation. People like Chris Stefano who will be at Carnegie Hall hanging with me. You know what I mean? See, the generation I came up with, they hated that I became the first ever arena comic, you know, that this guy's doing, you know, 100,000, 80,000 people a weekend, not even a week, you know. So they they just could not handle that. And they really were, you know, they would cut your throat. They would backstab you. What I love is the new generation of comics. You know, the guys today from that that have made it today. Everybody from, you know, Bobby Lee to Ari Shafir to Jay Okerson to you know the the top of the you know Joe Rogan, mm. you know Jim Norton. All these guys were the generation after me. So and a lot of them got to open for me. You know, but. They didn't come in hating Dice because he developed something. They came in because, like, Bill Burr saw me at the Boston Centrum. I did three nights there in 89, and he was like, that's what I want to be, you know? He told me the story. He goes, I was second to last row all the way up (laughs) near the back, 
You know, and so he did. He flipped that switch again when I showed up at the Prudential Center just to see his show. You know, and he goes, you got to do time up there, you know, and I and I did. And, you know, that led to the GNR opening, you know, at, in front of 60,000 people or more. And then Bill had me at the Garden as his special guest, you know, that nobody knew I was coming out. And um, so I'll always say it's like a shot of a lifetime again as far as the stand-up world. You know, because but it's I mean, it's beyond that, right? Like even us as talk shows, it's like, oh my god, dice. no. But I'm saying these are the guys, right? The Bill Burrs, the Joe Rogans, those are the guys that just love me today, you know. And but they were the generation after me. Yep. You know, but the generation I came up, they just couldn't handle it, and everybody turned their back, except for who you know. I just there was a whole announcement about the Eddie Murphy movie. If you want to mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. into that, I, I actually missed this. Can you can you tell us this? What Eddie Murphy movie? Beverly Hills what, Cop. What's the name of it? I, it's brand new to me. The Bev- Beverly Hills. No, no, no. He did Beverly Hills Cop. That's coming out this summer. Okay. His new movie. It was in Deadline. Uh, you know, I woke up to this two days ago. A whole announcement about Dice joining the cast with Eddie Murphy for his new film. Oh, I'm so stupid how I don't know the name. I'm going to look it up. And right. i got to shoot this in March. You know, <laughs> i got to film this. you got to familiarize yourself but, with the script. Dice. But you see, when I heard of Teddy Murphy and yeah. that he wanted me for this thing, like... The pickup? That's it. Andrew Dice Clay, uh, latest to join Eddie Murphy in Amazon MGM's heist comedy, The Pickup. Dude, you're red hot, man. It's a South Point. That's everybody everybody wants a piece of like you. It's every, awesome. Everybody now, it doesn't matter what medium, no, yeah. it is universal that Dice is respected and loved by this generation of, or certain okay, generation of but people. But see, Eddie isn't this generation. Right, right. But Eddie was the only guy to really have my back, you know, when everybody turned on me. See, Eddie used to come over to me. He's, he knew me before I hit. He'd see me at the comedy store. He'd walk away from his entourage to talk to me. <laughs> he just liked what I did. And I couldn't believe I'm talking to Eddie Murphy. Wow. Then the owner of the comedy store, every time Eddie Murphy was going to do a spot there, I was the guy to follow Eddie. Okay? Then That's got to be a tough re- spot, right? The, the, following Eddie Murphy. No, that's what I Bruce, Good luck. You wanted I, it. I got to follow Robin Williams, Richard Pryor when he came back from the burn incident. Oh, wow, yeah, I was yeah. the guy they would put on after him. And, and you had people sitting on the floor like Sammy Davis Jr. That's how packed the comedy store was. Scorsese, De Niro, Burt Reynolds with uh, wow. uh, uh, Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson. Anderson yeah. You didn't get time. nervous? You yeah. didn't get nervous at all? It's what? Not at I, all? It's what I wait for. It's awesome, man. You know, it's <laughs> I what hear I you, wait but, for. Yeah. So it was, I would follow Robin, um, Pryor, and, and then Murphy, who was my favorite because I loved his career. I loved his stand-up, and I loved him as a movie star. He was the real deal to me. You know, so when my career took off, he would still walk. I, I remember, see, me and Eddie both have what you call the Elvis complex. Okay, we both loved Elvis. Now, if you think of Eddie's concert films, what is he in? A red, a red leather jacket, red leather yeah. outfit, yeah. and also then a like a purple leather. Now, the whole dice image was Elvis, mm-hmm. you know, with the giant collars on the jacket. But Travolta Eddie, too, right? You know, not just uh, also no, no, Travolta. It wasn't no? about the Tra- okay, Travolta okay. was an impersonation. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. But Elvis, yeah, I wanted to create for for the public. Uh, the Elvis of stand-up comedy. 
Like, I geared myself to be a concert performer rather than a club performer, and I became that. You know, and that's why it was as big as it was at that time. And Eddie comes over to me one night at the comedy store, and he goes, I got to ask you, because, you know, Eddie did the Garden. He did those uh, concerts at the Garden, but not... Not the basketball arena. The felt the, form. The theater. Yeah, they have the a 6,000 yeah, seat. The felt form. Yeah. Which is gigantic. Yep. Comics didn't think, oh, I'm going to play the basketball arena. You know, they just didn't think that way. So, yeah, if he did, I'm sure he could have done that. Mm. But, you know, agents weren't like going, we'll book the, let's book the whole arena. They didn't think that way. So he'd come up then. to you and ask you how you sold it out? Like, well, did he? Well, it wasn't just that. I was doing. I was doing the whole country. The Garden is the most famous arena <laughs> in the world. But I did 20 arenas leading up to the Garden. And I sold those arenas in minutes, you know. Uh, and so here comes Eddie one night, and he comes over to me, and I'm sitting on the back stairs at a comedy store, and he's going, let me ask you something. Why do you think you're selling 20,000 seats a night? And I go, let me ask you something. Why do your movies make $400 million. <laughs> I'll give you my jacket. We could switch right now. I'm willing to take your place. You could take... And he just started laughing. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I you know, I used to run into him, like, uh, around where we live at a, at a, at a coffee place and mm -hmm. talk uh, outside. He's a great guy, and he wanted me for this, like, cameo type this of role. This is great. And yeah, coming. So when when I heard it, I was like, because I, I didn't, after after I did A Star Is Born, I didn't care if I was ever in front of the camera again, you know. But you were brilliant when, in that. I was getting texted after you. the last time you were on. Oh, my God, I love them. From people, I was like, you were a Dice fan? I wouldn't even know. Female female friends of mine, oh, my God, I loved them in A Star Is Born. You were great. Okay. And Blue well, Jasmine but as well. you want to know something about A Star Is Born? Originally, when Chris Christopherson was going to do it with Barbara Streisand, okay, Originally, that was supposed to be Elvis and Barbara Streisand. They would sit on the floor in Elvis's dressing room at the Hilton and discuss, you know, A Star is Born. They were going to do it together. And the colonel, the great manager, okay, killed it oh. because they wouldn't give Elvis top billing. Mm. It was going to be Barbara and then Elvis. Mm. Because she was a giant movie star with legitimate movies. Oh, yeah. And Elvis wanted to do it. And that's what, you know, that was the down, you know, it's what made him but also killed him, the colonel, you know. And so when I got a part in The Star is Born, that was sort of my tribute to Elvis that I did. That's a lot. Wow. The I Star is Born. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell so you I are. really wanted to do a great job in that. And, and you did. I, I think we'll people, we, we got a break, but I think we'll people to find it out and... I didn't even know to this extent the depth that like the, the depth like well it's right. the, the it layers that you have. have if are, it was anybody amazing. else other than Eddie Murphy, if it was just some other comic, I can't yeah, even yeah, think yeah. of. Yeah. You know, like he's one I'd want to work with. Uh, Adam Sandler would be one oh, I'd want to yeah, work with because with I always get called for drama. And I was telling the director of this film, you know, I said, you know, I get called for drama, so. 
this at least is a comedy, mm-hmm. you know, and it's me and Eddie, and I love it, and so, yeah, that's why I'm in. All right, Dice, yeah. hang on. Leave it there, buddy. Uh, BT and Sal, obviously, here on the fan. We got you to Zoom. Oh, come okay, back with I the Dice it. Man. <laughs> I, I, the guy always makes it so awkward. No, I'm trying to go to break. Just break. We'll come back. I got to break. I don't want to, man. February 15th, obviously, Carnegie Hall. We'll give you the more info on that coming up. He's here the rest of the show. Quick timeout. Back with Dice here on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, it's BT and Sal back here on The Fan. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata with our buddy Dice. The Dice Man is in studio. Carnegie Hall coming up. On Thursday, February 15th, 8 p.m. show, andrewdiceclay.com. Uh, obviously, Instagram and TikTok, you just, the, the bits where it goes up to unsuspecting people. It's absolute gold. And uh, Dice is with us the rest, of the, no the rest mistake, of the hour. Yes. The Dice coming on stage oh. is not the guy in the street. Oh, no, trust me. You know what no, I mean? It's, it's the Dice man who's showing exactly, up ready to rock. Exactly. And we, we fully understand that. Because people have come up to me and go, are you going to come on all bundled up? But <laughs> No. No. no we got the what happened to common sense? There's not enough of Well, that, you know. that's in line. I did want to ask you one serious, so, so, semi-serious question. So your dad, obviously, so are we, both me and Sal. And I know you stepped away from the business for a while to raise, I believe, two boys. But I, I didn't step away. I just, I would do my gigs on the weekend. Got it. And Lower profile, my though. son's, uh, obvi- you know, everybody goes, says, oh, my children. But my children really do mean something to me, you know, and I really wanted to help raise them. You know, I went through, you know, the divorce. divorce and no, I know, I know. And they both grew up in my house, and, you know, they are great. Right now, they, they're a band. They're called Still Rebel Band for yeah. people that want to look them up. And for a little still, while. Still Rebel Band? Still, still Rebel yep, still Band. Still Rebel Band. Uh-huh. Yep. And what's funny is they're, they're great at, at doing that, and... Uh, you know the drummer Carmine Apathy from uh, Vanilla Fudge, okay? That's from, uh, the Vanilla rock Fudge band. is more of a half style. Yeah, what's that? Nothing. What? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 it's a joke. A rock band, Vanilla uh, yeah. Fudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I know <laughs> Carmine for years, one of the greatest drummers. I mean, Bonham used to go to him to learn certain riffs. Okay. One of the greatest rock drummers you'll ever see. So he came to one of my shows a little while back, and I always go on... To my son's songs, you know, the the ones that work. And, you know, so he heard one, so he wants to, like, produce them now and get them with this record company he knows of. And then for a while they did a band. You know, they changed the name because it's such a rough industry. Yeah, I can to, imagine. Uh, no one cares, like the number one cares. Yeah. And there's a song that my son wrote that sort of, like fits my situation called that's life. I would I, I don't I don't know how you do it here because I'd play the beginning of it. For gotcha. You, but you would hear what it is, and it's just their songs are so strong, you know. And you're proud, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm proud. I but, can tell. You know, you know. I always tell them, you know, about you know, like how to make. I go look at your father. Look what I do. I try to teach. As an example, mm-hmm. you know, I'm your example how to still go. Yeah. Like, I'm going into Carnegie Hall now. I built, you know, the social media platforms. Mm. If they had social media when I was in my 20s, there'd be no end to it. 
you know, because I'm so driven in what I do. But because people do say, like, you know, why do you think you're so lucky? I go, hard work. Yep. That's luck today. Right. You know, that's luck 100 years ago. When you work hard and you're good at what you do, you're going to get somewhere. That's what I always believe. I'm the guy that goes, to believe you can, dot, 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 is everything. You think you'll ever take a break? You know, it's not about a break. I'm not touring, like, doing, like, 20 or 30 tours. No, but I mean, like, you film a lot. You've you've noted it is well documented that you always use the camera, even dating back before it was popular to have the phone in your hand. Yeah, when it was uh, on on video. Yeah, you'd film everything, Mm -hmm. and it just seems constantly going. And now with the social media and obviously still remaining on tour and doing Carnegie Hall on February 15th, like, are you just, you, this is just something you love so much you think you can do it the rest of your life? I, I just don't see how anybody really retires. See, I'm not going to do the bit here, but I do a whole thing about Florida and medical. <laughs> but, you know, when, when, when I'm here and I'm going to play pickleball, I say the game is over. <laughs> you know, because you got to be doing something, even if it's, you know, some other, you, you retire from your job at 25 years, do something, you know, because, you know, I like to keep my mind active. I like to to know there's something coming that I got to prepare for. And I might complain, you know, I can't wait for the show to be over because I'm getting a million calls. Mm-hmm. There's a million stuff. And yeah, people ask you to be backstage. The, everything. <laughs> like you guys. Like BT. Like you guys. But, um, but say no. I still really love it. And at the end of the day, I get on the stage and I get to do what I do. Yep. I just love it. And it keeps your mind you know, sharp. I can't see just go, oh, I'm going to retire now. No way. You know? No way. And, you know, it's not about money. You know, it's not about fame. It's not about chicks. It's about the game. <laughs> Those are lines Dude, from you one of my son's right. rap type songs. Yeah, I love listen, it. Listen, Dice. You know, uh, of course, I'm going to be the bad guy. I got to wrap it up. What do you mean? Oh, we got to go, man. Show's yeah, over, dude. now, this time? I mean, happened? listen, you were 12 minutes late. Not my fault. Not See, my... It's his fault. Hop, it's Hop's it's fault. It's the coffee guy. February 15th, guys. We'll see you there. Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall. I'm excited Hall. for it, and I will see you guys backstage. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Without Ira. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ira. Full circle. That's why he's the man. AndrewDiceClay.com. Instagram, TikTok is hot, as uh, Sal said. Carnegie Hall. We will see you tomorrow. Dice, you the best. Have an awesome rest of your day, and we will catch you guys tomorrow morning at 10. Bye-bye.